2: What's going on, man? Y'all didn't think this was going to happen without drama, did you? What's happening? I'm going to give you the absolute latest. It is noon and I'm recording this. I'm going to give you the absolute latest on what I anticipate will occur. And then if something does happen, I'll give you breaking news in segment one and two. Now, segment three, got something special for you guys today. I got the championship from locked on all the teams that participate in the championship. The locked on host for those respective teams uh did a locked on now. And it's one of the best things we have going on uh, here. Um, at the Locked On Podcast Network. So stay tuned. I'm going to run it down for you, man, and we'll let you know everything that's going on here on Locked On Jaguars on a Thursday.
3: You are Locked On Jags, your daily Jacksonville Jaguars podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
2: What's up, y'all? Woke up with all of this drama. Y'all ain't tired of your boy talking all of this smack all over Twitter and looking at this clown show that's going on here in Jacksonville. Uh, We do appreciate you joining us, making us your first listen of the day here on Lockdown Jaguars because it's all about the local people breaking down the stories. It's your team every day, and we bring it to you. And we're free on all platforms, so make sure you hit the like button and the subscribe button. We went to bed with drama that the Jaguars were going to interview Nathaniel Hackett again and that things had stalled out with Byron Leftwich after reports that Byron Leftwich was going to be a head coach here in Jacksonville. And then we woke up and we found out that Nathaniel Hackett got a job in Denver. After that, we started to hear that the Jaguars were going to double back and go talk to Matt Ebelflus again, only to find out that he got hired by the Bears. And there was a a lot of reports that there was a hangup between Byron Leftwich accepting his job if he could not get Adrian Wilson to come and be the GM and they wanted either Trent Baalke out or they wanted to have control over the roster. So that, those are all allegations and rumors, but they come from reliable sources. Where are we right now? I hear it's still fluid and it appears that the Jaguars will indeed hire both Byron Leftwich to be head coach and Adrian Wilson to be the GM. No word on Trent Baalke. There's also rumors that Vic Fangio uh, will be coming to be the defensive coordinator. As of the time that I recorded this now, if it changes, I will give you updates. But I ain't not even talk about what's going to happen or what will happen. I'm going to talk about what has occurred in the last 48 hours. Yo, Jaguars have occurred in the last 48 hours. That's what happened in the last 48 hours. What did you expect? At the end of the day, all you guys care about or, or all that matters is that you guys get it right. Right. But this felt just like free agency, didn't it? Didn't it feel like they had a guy, but then they kind of tried to underbid him a little bit. And then other people stepped in. Didn't it feel like losing Hunter Henry and losing Matt Judon and, and, and losing John who Smith and, and losing Curtis Samuel and all of these other guys that it appeared that the Jaguars were making meetings for, didn't it just feel like they operated from a from position of weakness, but it looks like at the end, they knew that and they tried to get their chest stuck out a little bit and operate from a position of strength. Ain't nothing weaker than knowing that you're weak but trying to look strong, okay? So if there was a team that was going to screw this up, it was going to be the Jacksonville Jaguars. Like, even if it comes into fruition or it comes to fruition, it just looked awful, right? You guys ain't going to care, but I do. And I'm going to tell you why I care is because at some point, Sean Khan had to get out of his own way. At some point, when all of your candidates start going other places, and there were people that saying that they were using this as leverage to get Byron to adhere to more of what they wanted to do. First of all, who the hell are you? Who are you? I know you own the team, but you don't have a track record of proving that you can do things correctly. And don't think that Byron didn't have any other options because he could very well have done the same thing that Josh McDaniels is doing right now in New England and hang out in Tampa, get a raise, be the coach in waiting. Bruce Arians moves on or moves up and Byron leftwood takes over a situation where he's already comfortable and people know him and they value him. So don't sit here and think for one minute. The bottom line for Jacksonville is this. If he was the guy you wanted, that's who you should have ended up with. You needed to have just as much conviction to get Lefkowitz in this building than you did getting Trevor Lawrence in this building. But as long as you continue to operate the same old way and do the same old things, it doesn't work. So here's why we questioned Shaq Khan and the way that he was moving around with Trent Balky, who, as far as I know, is still here. When Shaq took over the team, Wayne had gave extensions, had given extensions to they hired Malarkey and gave an extension to Gene Smith, right? So Shaq held on to him for a year. And then he changed and got rid of everybody and started over with Dave Caldwell and Gus Bradley. When he fired Gus Bradley, he kept Dave Caldwell and he kept Todd Wash, right? When he fired, uh, when he when he hired Doug Marone and Tom Coughlin, he kept Dave Caldwell. Then when he ran Tom Coughlin, he kept Doug Marone and Dave Caldwell. Dave Caldwell didn't hire Balky. Then when Dave Caldwell and Marone were fired, shot kept Balky. You see where I'm going? Where I'm going is he hired Urban, fired Urban, and looks like he was going to keep Balky. We're not saying that we know how to do this job better than you, but what we're telling you is this, the way you've been doing it doesn't work. And if you keep doing the same thing over and over again, what do they call that? They call it insanity when you expect a different result. And Quite frankly, the people that were going crazy were Jaguar fans. Not media people. It's 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 going I'm gonna do what I do, whether it's a disaster or whether it's a it's a success. The fans were the ones who spend their hard-earned money and look for a winner and want to feel good on Sunday, but yet and still they continue to have these hangovers on Sunday, the hangovers on Monday, and then the empty promises of tomorrow when you continue to do the same thing over and over again in the manner in which you were doing it. These people were not a mob. What these people were, were folks that wanted positive change. And they believe in you that when you say you want to win, that you have to do something different. That's all they want. And they want grownups and adults to run the building and not King Joffrey from Game of Thrones disguised as a 57 or 58 year old man in Urban Meyer. You get it? So we understand that, right? I'm going to talk about the importance of what Byron Leftwich and Adrian Wilson could mean to the Jaguars organization. And uh, we're going to nail it down, man. We're going to do that. And then, like I said, after segment two, I'm going to have something special for you guys where we uh, do something different today and we get a preview on locked on uh, locked on now and the entire crew of, of, of locked on hosts whose teams are still vying for a championship. And then, like I said, later on, there will probably be an announcement and I will probably come right back on here and give you my spiel and maybe even have Cody Rort from Locked On uh, Broncos and, and maybe my fellas from Locked On Bucks too to come on and talk about the guys that we anticipate being the new additions to this team. Hang in there. Segment two from Locked On Jaguars is coming up right now, hot on a Thursday. Hey, Jaguar fans, this is Tony Wiggins with an incredible app everyone who buys gas needs to know about. Get upside. My listeners are earning back cash back for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. Just download the free get upside app in the app store or Google play right now. Use the promo code touchdown for 25 cents per gallon or more on your first fill up cash back. That's right. Don't play, don't pay full price at the pumps anymore. Get cash back using get upside. Just download the app free and use the promo code touchdown for 25 cents per gallon or more on your first tank. Some people who drive a lot, are making as much as two or three hundred dollars per year in savings on cashback, and there's no catch. The cashback gets added right to your account, and you can cash out at any time to your bank, PayPal, or an e-gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download, just download the app, man. Get Upside. It's the Get Upside app, and use the promo code Touchdown to start getting twenty-five cents per gallon or more on cash back on your first tank
3: If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
2: All right, we thank you for making us your first listener here on Locked On Jaguars. Busy, 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 busy day in the National Football League. Guys that the Jaguars had interviewed and had given second interviews were scooped up. Uh, and Matt, I think it's Everflus, uh, how you say it, or Everflus, and uh, of course, Nathaniel Hackett. The Hackett thing is really interesting because that might be mean the destination for Aaron Rodgers since he's going to be a free agent and they cannot tag him because of an agreement he made with the team last year. So that's going to be extremely interesting, too. And could this also mean that Devontae Adams will be seeking uh, another home? And I don't think it's going to be here, especially with all this foolishness that's been going on, but. If there's somebody that can pull them in, it would be Byron Leftwich or a guy like Adrian Wilson. Being said, I do believe that this is a positive for Jacksonville at the end of the day. No matter how you got here, no matter how you had to Andy Dufresne crawl through six football fields of pure sewage and rats, if you come out clean and end up finding yourself on the coast of Mexico cleaning the boat off and they don't know where you are, then it was all worth it. If Byron Leftwich is named the head coach, Adrian Wilson's named the GM. The best thing that could happen is if Trent Baalke is absolutely out of the building because I don't trust somebody like that who has a track record of not being able to maintain relationships. I won't say he's them, but I will tell you he hasn't been able to maintain relationships. And to me, that is a red flag. However. At the end of the day, if it's all worth it, it's all worth it, and uh keeping the main thing the main thing is that you wanted to make sure that you got the guy that you ended up wanting that was your number one target and I think the Jaguars if they get Byron Leftwich, left which that will be what they ended up doing um I just think that there was some growing pains there was some more growing pains uh and I guess whenever you want to try to birth something that's good there's always going to be pains but uh it it, it almost seemed like We saw the Jaguars have to learn to fix their messaging in real time is that you can't help yourself because you are who you are. and You're going to continue being and doing things the way that you continue to do them until the pressure got to you. This was not due process. This was not due diligence. This was ineptitude on display in real time. And fortunately for them, I think Byron Leftwich wanted to be in Jacksonville more than he wanted to be anywhere else. And Byron Leftwich probably stood tall and stuck his chest out and said, No, you want me. This is what we're going to do. I told somebody earlier somebody told me earlier, say, Shy can't give in to the mob and he can't. Listen, let me explain what I think happened. And this is just me speculating. I understand that Shy doesn't want to continue to pay Dave, Doug, Urban and then have to pay Balky also, and then pay a new guy. I get that, right? I totally understand that. But the man has a $250 million yacht. He's one of the richest owners in the league. That money's already gone. You either go on, pay them and halfway do this, or pay them and then pay one more guy to do it right. It's not fair to Byron Leftwich. Let me explain to you what it's like. You get married but your wife was in a previous relationship with children. I'm a mixed family guy. I get it. Here's what my wife did not ask me to do to make her kids comfortable. She didn't tell me to let her ex-husband stay on the other end of the house. That's not my job. That's not what we're going to do here. And keeping Trent bulky when Byron Leftwich wants someone else is akin to the baby mama or the ex or the baby daddy staying on the other end of the house just to make everything go real smooth. Now, if you know me, if you know me, like this dude sitting next to me, y'all can't see him, uh, that doesn't work with me. Because the second I see him in the kitchen, naked like Melvin, cooking breakfast, I'm knocking him flat out. Don't laugh. (laughs) I'm telling you, you're going to overstep and you're going to get knocked out. So um, I don't have the edifice complex. And I know the difference between guns and butter. And I'm telling you right now, Byron Leftwich, is the truth. And if he stood tall to shot Khan, and if it comes true uh, and all of the things come into fruition, then good for him. Sean, I'm sorry, man. You just don't have a track record of being able to get this stuff right and do it the right way. We love you, but we don't trust you. I got a cousin like that. I love him, but I can't even go to the bathroom and leave him in my house while ain't nobody watching it. Yeah. We love you. don't trust you got to figure it out got to do something different all right so we're going to do something different here on locked on jaguars we're waiting on breaking news when it comes i'll be right back and i'm going to give you my thoughts on what's going on by the way i got demetrius harvey sliding through the office today i got the uh the rick blue the on field the on field guy radio guy uh he's on 1010 xl where i used to work and he's gonna be coming through today. So I got some heavy hitters coming through and we're gonna vet some ideas and get some things going. And then I'm gonna be able to share them with you uh, later on today. And and like I said, I might reach out to Locked On Bucks, Locked On uh, Broncos, and maybe get some opinions from those guys. And we'll give you so much stuff today. If this happens, it's not funny. So what I want you guys to do is make sure you hang in there with Locked On Jaguars and check out the new things that we have going for you here on Championship Weekend after I tell you about Bet online. Bet online would like to wish you a happy new betting year as we continue our march to the playoffs and beyond. Bet online remains the number one spot for all the best sports wagering action for 2022. New year and a new updated desktop and mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code, which is locked on to get started. From football, basketball, hockey, boxing, UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for 2022. Bet online is the fastest and the easiest way to wager on all of your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. You start here with me and make us your first listen. Your second listen should be the Locked On Bench Podcast with your boy Q and Lee Sterling. Before you make your wagers, get that information that you're going to need in order to help you make those wagers. And now, without further ado, Locked On Now Championship Weekend. Enjoy this segment.
3: If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast.
4: Yep, Championship Sunday is just days away, and we've got to punch two tickets to the Super Bowl. Who will serve as the reigning AFC and NFC champions for the year to come? We'll find out what each team still standing needs to do to earn a conference title on Locked On Now NFL.
3: the biggest games, the best performances, expert analysis. You are locked on now.
4: You're listening to Locked On Now NFL, local experts on the biggest stories throughout the NFL. I'm your host, Kim Becker, and thanks so much for making Locked On Now your first listen every weekday. Our Locked On NFL hosts are here to look ahead to the NFC and AFC championship games. Let's start where these teams are trying to get to Los Angeles, SoFi Stadium. They will host the Super Bowl in two weeks, but first, the Rams have to host the 49ers for the NFC crown.
5: The
3: biggest game.
4: San Francisco 49ers fans don't know if Jimmy Garoppolo will be their starting quarterback next season, but they do know that he'll be under center to try to win his second NFC championship game in three years against the Rams on Sunday. With a chance to remain undefeated against the NFC in the postseason, our Locked On 49ers host says the key to a San Francisco victory is Jimmy G not making the big mistakes that could cost the Niners the whole game.
6: What's good, everybody? It's your boy, former NFL and AFL defensive back Eric Crocker, and I am one half of the Locked On 49ers crew here to give you your 49ers main key to victory as they travel to Levi South and take on the Los Angeles Rams in the NFC Championship game. All right. I, I think this this game it begins and ends with the play of Jimmy Garoppolo. And if I had to give just one main key victory here, it's Jimmy G. Don't turn the ball over. And if you do, just limit it. So right now, 49ers the way I see it, Jimmy G, one turnover. That's all we're giving you. Just one. Anything more than that, it'd be trouble for the San Francisco 49ers. All right, so that's going to do it, man. I hope you guys appreciate that. Make sure you guys listen to our show as well, Locked On 49ers, the best show on the Locked On Network podcast. Let's go, 49ers, win this game this Sunday.
4: Matthew Stafford picked up his first playoff win just a couple of weeks ago, and now he's a win away from playing the biggest football game on the planet in the Rams' home stadium. Our Locked On Rams host tells you how L.A. gets the veteran QB to the Super Bowl he's chased for 12 whole seasons.
0: Hey, it's Travis Rogers from Locked on Rams. So here is the one key to victory this weekend for the Rams in the NFC championship game against the San Francisco 49ers. Remember when you used to play with matches as a kid and maybe you'd get away with it once in a while. And a couple of weeks, months, years later, you realize how bad of an idea that was that you could have burned the whole house down. That was the Rams in Tampa against the Bucks. They were playing with matches. They turned it over way too many times. Four turnovers in that game somehow they escape, somehow they beat Tom Brady despite turning it over four different times. If they're going to beat the Niners, they simply cannot do that. They might be able to get away with one, two is probably the end of the wrap, and anything more than that, it is absolutely not going to happen for you there. You can check out more about the Los Angeles Rams on my podcast, Locked on Rams, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. It is free and available on all platforms, your team every day.
4: The Kansas City Chiefs played the Cincinnati Bengals just a few weeks ago at the end of the regular season and since he won. So how do the Chiefs make sure that that doesn't happen again with a trip to the Super Bowl on the line? Our Lockdown Chiefs says a combination of learning from the mistakes of that game and keeping the momentum going from last week will add up to a big win. But he has more on the details.
5: The AFC Championship game comes down to two things for the Kansas City Chiefs. Can Patrick the Reaper Mahomes continue his run as we saw against the Bills? And can the Chiefs' defense and its staff learn its lessons from the last time they played the Cincinnati Bengals? I'm Ray Tracy from Locked On Chiefs, and that's what it comes down to. You saw an extraordinary effort by the offense, Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill, to not only get to overtime, but then win it. They don't need to do that. They have to avoid it, in fact, in order to get this win against a team that is nearly as explosive. On the other side, you have to be careful if you're Steve Spagnuolo or anyone out there on the field on the defensive side of the ball to not overreact to what you saw the last time when Jamar Chase destroyed that secondary on a circus catch after circus catch. Tyron Matthews should be back and playing in this ballgame. That helps. You have to adjust and you have to play over the top and you have to try to take Chase and limit him. Not take him away because then you're devoting too many other resources to that and someone else is going to hurt you. I think they're going to play more zone. I think they have to back off and let Joe Mixon hurt them if he can. They'll live with that, and that will get them the win. For more on this game and your Chiefs, check out Locked On Chiefs. We're free on every platform. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
4: Joe Burrow took a beating last week as he fought his way into the AFC Championship game. And while Cincinnati does already have a win against Kansas City under its belt this season, our Locked On Bengals host says... That the team can't get a second one if it doesn't keep its quarterback
1: on his feet. Will the Bengals take down the Chiefs on Sunday in Kansas City in advance to the Super Bowl? Hi again, everyone. I'm James Rapine of the Locked On Bengals podcast. And that is the question going into this epic AFC championship game between two teams that played each other this month. They played each other on January 2nd at Paul Brown Stadium. The Bengals came out victorious 34 to 31, overcoming three different 14-point deficits. I expect Sunday to be a different story. The Bengals can't fall behind against this Chiefs team by two scores and expect a rally on the road, but the number one key, protect Joe Burrow. Burrow was sacked nine times last week against the Titans. He was hit 13 times, and yeah, the offense had 19 points. Well, 19 points isn't going to cut it against Patrick Mahomes. The magic number? 40. If they can somehow get to 40, you feel good about their chances. How do they do that? They keep Joe Burrow upright. If they do that, he can distribute the ball to all of his weapons, including Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, and Tyler Boyd. And the Bengals just might sneak in to the Super Bowl. For more, make sure you check out the free and the only daily Bengals podcast, Locked On Bengals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network.
4: That's a wrap for us here. Thanks so much for making Locked On Now your first listen every day. For more on the National Football League and your team, make your second listen Locked On NFL and your team's Locked On podcast. I'm Kim Becker. This has been Locked On Now, Locked On your team every day.
2: And we thank you for joining us today. And check out Locked On Jaguars tomorrow. And like I said, special reports. I will be back whenever I get a chance. Until then, you guys do what I always say, continue to take care of each other, and we'll talk to you later.
3: Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.